This is the Gods to Ghost Volleyball Podcast, and I'm your host, Scott Bemke. Our interview today features Los Angeles' own Art Alper. Art grew up in the Los Angeles area and attended Los Angeles High School, where he was a basketball player and was All-City first team in 1946. He then went on to compete collegiately at UCLA for the Bruins and legendary coach John Wooden from 1948 through 1951, where he was a starting guard on their 1951 conference championship team. Once his basketball playing career concluded, Art found another sport that he loved and reveled in, which was the sport of volleyball. Art competed at the highest level indoors for the prestigious Hollywood YMCA Stars team as a starting outside hitter from 1956 through 1959, where the team won four Open Championships, and he also was named a three-time All-American. During that same time period, he also competed for the USA Men's Indoor National Team, with the highlight being a fourth-place finish at the World Championships in Paris, France in 1956. In 2009, Art was awarded the United States Volleyball Association All-Time Great Award. And perhaps his greatest accomplishment inspired three amazing sons, of which one is his favorite. It just depends on who's sitting closest to him at the time. Let's get started with Art Elper. He's 93, it's still going strong, and was a fun, pleasure, and uh, enjoyable guy to interview. Had a great time speaking with him, and he's got some great perspective on some players and a time period that not many people are around to share with us anymore. Let's roll. Hey, Art. Scott Bemke, great to meet you. Same here. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today here. I, um, I'm well-versed on your name. I've, I've heard it from uh, the one and only uh, fellow lefty, otherwise known as uh, the greatest volleyball coach to walk the earth, Al Skates. Oh, <laughs> And yeah, Al was left-handed, if I recall. Yeah, he said. I think he believed he he patterned his game a bit after you coming behind you because you were a talented athlete, lefty, and so he watched you a lot. Whether I'm not sure you were aware of that or not, but now you know. No, I remember a little story that uh, I when he was hitting it. You know, particularly when everybody warms up, everybody's all American warm up. You know, they pound the ball. <laughs> I said, you know, there's a block up there and all you have to do is hit it off and it goes out of bounds and it's still a point <laughs> yeah you know that's interesting before we did this interview i reached out to him and asked him about that i can't believe i get to text message al skates who i always dreamed of playing for in high school but i was nowhere nearly good enough but um 
And I asked him, and he always gets back to me, and I asked him, do you have some good questions for me to ask about art, uh, to art? And uh, he mentioned that very same story to me, and he said that always resonated with him. So you, uh, you, you had an impression on him, and look what he's done. <laughs> 19 NCAA titles, a handful of USVBA ones before it became an NCAA sport in 1970. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't there'll never be another like him. No, he's great. Let's uh, rewind to the very beginning, Art, about uh, where you grew up, what life was like in that golden era of time period, um, what kind of things you remember doing as a kid, and then we'll get into uh, your athletic career as a Bruin for Coach Wooden, and then uh, the volleyball stuff as well. Sure. Well, uh, I grew up in a, a mid-Wilshire area, which is uh, just west of La Brea, and I uh, went to the local high schools, Los Angeles High, which was the biggest school, and the oldest, certainly, in Los Angeles at that time. And we were one of the few that, that even had a swimming pool, which it was, a, a, you know, kind of unusual in, in those days. But uh, mm -hmm. it was a very uh, competitive school. The football team in particular was, they didn't have districts so much, and kids could go wherever they wanted to. So you, L.A. High was uh, really a boon for uh, athletics. And uh, the, as a matter of fact, the football coach there went from high school to coach UCLA, a guy named Bert LaBushery. Okay, and I'm guessing he must have been uh, right before Red Sanders then, or right in that yeah, ballpark, right. huh? before him, yeah. And so what year did you graduate, or were you attending high school then, Art? I grew I was, uh, 43 to 46. Okay, nice. So many of the kids went on, particularly the football players, went on to play at SC or UCLA. Even Alabama, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. Do you recall any of those uh, names of some of the more talented ones that went to, on to SC or UCLA offhand? Yeah, there was a, a quarterback called Ray Nagel, and then there was... Uh, Let's see, a guy named Scotty Fick who played at SC, and you know it was all pretty much local. Uh, another guy named Boots Herb was a quarterback. I think he played at Cal. Okay. And you know they were just uh, football was you know they were they didn't have the districts they where you had to stay in your district to play. So kids would come from the valley even to uh, play football for this guy, and then he went on to UCLA and had a mediocre career, and ended up at Caltech. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's from the penthouse to the outhouse, as you Bruins like to say. <laughs> oh, so what you're telling me is in high school uh, that LA high school was pretty stacked. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, really powerful right basketball was we you know the gyms were not that big they had to put a pad on the wall so nobody <laughs> got killed <laughs> oh my goodness so uh, from the high school basketball days then uh, i believe does the name lonnie lee who coached at Reseda for the regents during a bell at sure, all with I you know all? Lonnie very well yeah yeah i um what can you yeah, tell me about him other than he had three amazing sons, <laughs> not well, just as athletes, but play. people? Yeah, he was a pretty good player himself at UCLA. And uh, 
I, you know, most of those guys got married. They came back back from the service. I was, you know, like 18, and they're all 21, and guys are smoking in the in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember one guy, you know, said, they're saying, yeah, I killed that gook. <laughs> I'm 18 years old, and they're, they're smoking in the locker room. Right. It was a different different world for those guys that came back for the war for, for, to compared to yours, I guess, huh? Yeah, you bet. So, yeah, I know Lonnie had a lot of coaching success with the Reseda Regents. So, Art, how uh, did it come about that you ended up attending UCLA? And tell us about your time as a, as a Bruin there. Well, I... Uh... My mother and both her sisters were school teachers, and they wanted me to go to Harvard because they were from, my folks that originally came from Boston. Mm-hmm. I was not going to have any of that <laughs> going to the beach and right. all the other good things that were out here. So uh, anyhow, we had a good coach at LA High, and uh, we won the league, I think, and I. Yeah, I was player of the year in the Western League and all first during All City. And uh, then I went to UCLA and all these guys could come back from the service. I was one of only two guys on the freshman team that hadn't been in the service. And uh, I didn't play much. And then uh, Wooden hadn't showed up. And then he came to, uh, you know, to UCLA. And I had my locker with the... uh, the varsity players, but he put an ad in the paper inviting anybody to come out for the sport. And uh, <laughs> that, that made you I feel mean, real secure, Art. <laughs> yeah, I mean they had three courts running, and I they kept one assistant from uh, the previous guy was really an assistant who picked up the balls and got them to the players primarily, yeah. but. Uh, Anyhow, I was in the locker room there, and uh, I was playing. As I said, he put an ad in the paper, and they had all these three courts going, and uh, I got stuck on the last court, but I had my locker down with the other players. And I'm banging around after the practice was over and yelling, you know, this is ridiculous. Meanwhile, I had been playing AAU ball for the coach at uh, Loyola, and he said, "You know, if you're ever unhappy, you got a full ride." To go to this guy named Scotty McDonald, and Scotty and Wooden didn't get along very well because Scotty drank. Okay, and Wooden was a teetotaler. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, I'm banging away, and the coach came by, and I understand you got a problem. I said, "Yeah, coach." You know, you've got me down with a bunch of rum dumps that put me with the other guys, and I'll show you what I can do. So that's what happened. And I made sure. So, the, the, I mean, so you, you coach Coach Wooden on how to coach you, is what you're telling <laughs> Well, you know, what he did is they had a, it's the only time it ever happened, but they posted who made the team. I mean, because he had so many guys out. It was a riot. Yeah, fortunately, I, I made the, the cut. 
Yeah, yeah, I bet there was a, it was like a line to Disney to get in to see that thing, huh? It was probably posted like on, on a wall with some masking tape. Yeah. <laughs> so that must have been pretty interesting. So that was what, 1948 to 51 in that yeah. r- that frame for you there with, uh, with the Bruins? Okay. Correct. And so who else made that list? I'm sure it's probably imprinted in your mind. You got a photographic memory on that art? After the first year, I don't remember uh, many other guys making it uh, from that team. Uh, meaning from yeah, the freshman team. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't came and you know started running, and these guys were so used to the slow break. He cut a lot of guys out, so that was the way it went. Right. You want to know who I played with? Yeah, Eddie Sheldrake. And uh, Jerry Norman, who later became, you know, an assistant at Wolfgang, and uh, a guy named Grover Luxinger, Dick Ridgway. My son knows more about it than I remember. Yeah, you taught those boys well. (laughs) Then with the wooden pyramid of success, nonetheless. Right, well, that was a great little deal with the summer leagues. And then he was very nice to, I guess, my boys, because he... Knew the, the last name. So. <laughs> you never forgot the Yelper. Um, now, does the name Chuck Zaluska ring a bell with you at all, Art? Oh, yeah. Chuck it. Charlie and I played together. Okay. One, one year. Yeah, he was, he was a banger. When he put his shoulder down and drove with the ball. <laughs> you know, the reason I ask you is, that, does the name Ron Von Hagen ring a bell with you at all? Yeah, that's a volleyball player. Yeah, and his father, Richard, actually played basketball in the 30s. Um, oh, really? For Wilbur Johns uh, at UCLA. But um, the, the reason that I ask you about Zaluska and also Don Bragg might have been another name that was right in well, that Don ballpark. Was, yeah, Don came in after mid-semester okay. when I was a senior. <clears throat> and... Uh, he was scrimmaging with us, and I said, oh, my goodness, this guy's <laughs> going to be great. And he, a very, very bright guy, too. I understood he did, you know, academically, uh, I don't know, honors or what, but uh, it was a tragedy. He died so young. Right. There were good times, i got to tell you. I was living in Malibu. I was the only guy with a tan because I... We had about four or five groups of guys, that, football and basketball players that lived down there. And at that time, it was like a 10, 15-minute drive to UCLA with no traffic. But today, you couldn't make it in an hour. <laughs> yeah. What are uh, some of the highlights in terms of uh, playing for Coach Wooden? When, when you had him as a coach, was it apparent early on that this guy is something special or did it not dawn on you until after you played for him? I'm always kind of curious about how he had so much success and what were some of the things that he did as a coach that made those teams just, uh, you know, ultimately became one of the greatest coaches in any sport ever. Well, our practices were really pretty brutal. I mean, we ran all, we never sat down. If you weren't uh, scrimmaging or shooting while somebody was scrimmaging, you were shooting free throws. You never sat down. And you couldn't drink water for, that for some reason. We would get a towel and 
wet it and suck on the towel. <laughs> like John Thompson in that Georgetown later on. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, things have changed now with that. Uh, and we now know water is good. <laughs> yeah. He, so he, he, he kept you busy and made efficient use of your practice time. Oh, yeah. You never sat down. If you weren't in a scrimmage or whatever, you were shooting free throws. We had about six or eight baskets around the court <clears throat> at that time. You know, I never played in poly. I was only in, they call it the sweat box <laughs> you know, or the B.O. barn. That was where you guys played at that time? Yeah. The gym is still there. If you went up there, you wouldn't believe it. These you know, they took down the bleachers. They put them up for the game. I was just trying to remind Art that uh, Coach Wooden was re- really successful with these guys right from the beginning, and they won 20-some games for a couple of years there. Art they continued to get more minutes and was a starter as a senior. But um, they got to the NCAAs, and a couple of them got the flu. I think they were playing Washington or something like that, and uh, they couldn't play. And so they got bounced, um, unfortunately, early because – the illness struck him down. It was a lot milder than COVID, but it got him. Here's our. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, you always remember, like, in football, a guy intercepts the ball and he's ready to run for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there was a pass between two guys I cut through before, and we had had dinner the night before. We took a bus from Chicago to uh, Wisconsin to play up there, and a lot of guys got the whatever you call it. <laughs> the Stomach flu? Yeah. Anyhow, I always remember they were passing to the ball, the other team, and I cut through and uh, got the ball and was going down. I got to the free throw line, and I thought, if I take one more step, I'm going to drop everything on the floor. <laughs> I was so, everybody, the only reason I was playing or starting was because of the flu, I mean, the bad food that we got. And so I turned around and handed the ball off and squeezed it together and got off the floor and ran to the locker room. Yeah, yeah, that's never any fun. We're, uh, I'm guessing maybe you guys were either in Milwaukee or maybe Madison for that game. Madison, yeah, Madison. How, how neat. Well, we took a bus from Chicago. It took us forever. <laughs> I mean, the way they did things in those days were really pathetic. I mean, as far as the... And, you know, when you played in the garden, we were in some flea bag hotel and dogs were running up and down the, <laughs> the, the hallways. I mean, it was like wild. An adventure, to put it mildly. A lot different than they have it these days, right? Oh, absolutely. Back in the day, there was uh, a lot of those athletes on those uh, athletic teams used to uh, pledge for the, like, I think... Like Bill Rika and Von Hagen were both in Beta Theta Pi at UCLA, and a lot of the basketball players, football players, and athletes would be in those fraternities. By chance, yeah, did you join Beta. one or no? Yeah, well, what happened was uh, I was there right after the war, you know, and I started in '46, and uh, I didn't want to go into a fraternity because I didn't want to go through all the pledging and the bullshit you had to do i mean they leave guys out in the middle of nowhere and you know ask them to get home you right. know they were all the crazy stuff that they did any other highlights from your time playing for coach wooden were there you know some things in terms of like games 
things, life lessons that you picked up from him that resonate with you still to this day or helped you with your sons? I think you were, we were pretty regimented and you were, you were organized. What I really learned that, you know, you were organized, that's for sure. <laughs> there you go. Now, I'm going to bring up a name to you that uh, Von Hagen mentioned to me, and so did Coach Skates. And I know he was a volleyball name, but uh, Von Hagen later in life would meet up with Coach Wooden quite often. And he told him that Ralph, Ralph Ingen was the heck of a basketball player and one of the uh, one of the, a supremely talented athlete, and um, I'm just curious: uh, was Engen uh, at UCLA when you were there? And yeah, then, uh, what was his said. story? Because I've heard nothing but amazing things about this shorter guy that was just a stud athlete, a great setter. And when we get to the volleyball stuff, I, I know uh, that Chum Perry Wilson used to always rely on Engen to, to line everybody up out there, an encore general, if you will. Coach well, Wooden he went out for the basketball team, but he, he really didn't make it. Okay. And he was very good, and I think he went to from Santa Ana or out there. And uh, it was just too short and just couldn't cut it. That's basically it. But it, if he had been, a, what? how tall was he approximately? Well, I don't if you know. You had to five, guess. Eight, five, you know, 5'8", maybe. Okay. So if he had been, a, what were you, our six? What? I was almost six four. Okay, so had uh, Rolf been, you know, six two, six three in that ballpark, uh, he yeah, would he would have been yeah. been in the mix. Right. Now I always remember that some guy was out, and I'm banging on him, and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "You're trying to take my job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog eat dog out there. So, uh, so Rolf did attend UCLA. He tried out for the UCLA men's basketball program. Just wasn't tall right. enough to cut it. He, he was very good, and he came from Santa Ana Junior College, I believe. Okay. Very nice guy. Right, and um, you ultimately then, how did the the transition from basketball to volleyball come into play? Where did you learn how to play, and you know, get to the level where you? Um, ultimately got to compete in the world championships and for the Hollywood Y and uh, for the U.S. team? Well, I started down at the beach down in Santa Monica. We would take a streetcar down and uh, take a, a ride down to the coast and you know get on the beach and started playing volleyball down there. They played six-man, and then primarily it was two-man. But they were mostly older guys when I first started. So are you talking that Muscle Beach near the pier there? No, State, no, this Sereno? Was way, this was west of that. It was uh, just south of, uh, you know, the incline that you go drive down to the, uh, from uh, uh, Wilshire Boulevard. Down yep. the, well, right, you made a left turn uh, and played down there until you were uh, good enough to move up to what well, was Sorrento Beach was where all the college kids met from the local you know Stanford UCLA SC and Cal all in the summertime we all met down there and they had volleyball courts there and then you uh, worked your way out to the first court you know and that was the big deal to show off with the ladies <laughs> <laughs> they had a nice little beer pot 
Nini's, it was called, uh, and then it was called the Serrano Grill. But it was called Nini's <laughs> before it became the Serrano Grill, huh? Yeah, he owned it, the guy, but I don't know. Then they had a little back area after everybody was leaving, we'd drink beer back there on occasion. Unbeknownst to Coach Wood and the teetoller. Well, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I always heard uh, that that was just a really neat um, area down there with all the co-eds there. It was just, it was oh, the, yeah. just the scene. It was the best <laughs> place to be. And a lot of people talk about that, especially that that was the after the war like that in World War Two, I believe it was that that was just a beautiful place that just continued to, to blossom over the years. So that's correct. You got to experience in all of its glory is what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, we lived in Malibu uh, my last two years. And, uh, the house is still there. It was right. I remember the address even. <laughs> 20,000 Pacific Coast Highway. <laughs> I drive by that thing, and there were about four or five groups of guys that rented houses down there. And we had, it was party central on weekends. You were a long way away from the coach because he wasn't into drinking or anything, but. <clears throat> but I persevered, so that's what. It worked out pretty good for you where you got to get get some quality starting time as a senior so yeah, um right. now if i bring up a couple of names from that state sereno santa monica area now there was the shargo brothers sam and nate shargo and then there was manny yeah. signs and then there was also uh bernie holtzman before we get to uh the king of the beach gene selznick so well these guys all played at state beach and uh they didn't play so much. There was a higher quality volleyball. But Gene played down there. He and this Bernie Holtzman were, you know, kind of the kings of the beach. Right. So that you basically didn't have any specific training. It was just going to the beach and playing and just being the athlete that you were. You, you picked yeah. the skills up right then and there. Correct. Must be rough. <laughs> Damn it, Art. You're that athlete that we all like, just shake our head at. You know? Like, geez, I've been doing this since I'm six. This guy comes out there for a summer, and he's better than all of us. That's when we take up underwater basket weaving, Art. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so, and did you, was it like, you know, Von Hagen told me Bill Lika brought him to uh, Sereno you know, late in their college career, and he said he knew right away after the first day there that that's what he wanted to do and be a part of, and he couldn't get good enough fast enough. Was it? Did you take the volleyball that way when you were down there, where you where you knew that you really loved it and it was something that you wanted to pursue then? Not really. I you know I enjoyed the game and uh, you know the Hollywood Y. I don't know how I got up there originally, but that's you know where it all happened and. So how did the whole Hollywood Y thing come about? You're 20, you're like in college, you're 21, 22, or done with college. You've been playing at, uh, at the beach there at the bottom of the incline in Santa Monica. Did you get invited to the Hollywood Y? Did somebody invite you to come play up there? And then uh, how did things progress from there? We actually, I mean, they had the, what, the Comets, and then they had the Stars, um, yeah. the A team and the B team. So let's hear a bit about that and who was on it that you got to play with and who was coaching? Well, there was uh, Michael O'Hara, 
Okay. Gary myself and uh, a guy named Bill Olson who dynamite indoors. He never played outdoors. He he's about six five and could really pound the ball. And we had Engen and a guy named Walt Schiller were the two setters. You know, Selznick played one year and then he was unhappy. I made All American and he didn't or something. He got all upset and started his own team at the West Side Jewish Center. Yeah, I heard about how that that worked out, and this was in like probably the early fifties, mid fifties, then somewhere between fifty two and fifty six in that ballpark. Yeah, right, correct. Okay, you mentioned the name Bill Olson, and when I had the pleasure of interviewing Al Skates about who some of the most impressive hitters have been that he's seen over his lifetime, the name Bill Olson. Uh, was one of the earlier ones for him. And I believe uh, from what Coach Skates mentioned to me, uh, Bill was a heck of a baseball pitcher, like literally could have pitched at the major league level. And then he just had one of those arms that went on forever and he could really uh, lay the wood to it. Or as Dave Boardwell says, deliver some leather sandwiches (laughs) right right down the line into somebody's mouth. So let's hear about Olsen because I've, I've, Dave Boardwell also told me he was a sight to behold. Yeah, he was, but he was a, he had, he was a psycho. I mean, not really, but I mean, he he had mental problems. I had to be his, you know, calming down half the time. You played psychologist with him? Yeah, exactly. So Olsen was he, but do you recall any specific uh, big time, uh, hits that he had where you just went damn that was pretty pretty impressive yeah no i you know he was just a you know he had a great leap and he could pound the ball i never really thought about it in those terms of you know being particularly impressed with any players they were all good so right and you said he was a bit of a head case (laughs) yeah Anyway, anyway, just he would get angry, frustrated well, easily. You know, uh, somebody blocked him, he'd get all upset. And you have to calm him down. Right. <laughs> Ron Lang, I had mentioned the name Bill Olson too, and you know Lang's not one to throw compliments around very freely. So uh, he said he he'd seen times when Olson would hit a ball. He, Lang was digging on the other side of the court, and Olsen hit a ball uh, over the block, over Lang's head, that that hit the ground behind Lang's head, and he couldn't even get his hands on it. And it and it still bounced into the ceiling that way, like that kind of a trajectory and velocity to yeah. go over the block, over Lang's head, digging a couple, ten feet behind the block, and the ball still hitting the ground like a uh, bouncy house. So uh, that guy's the, the real deal then, from what I understand. I got a really neat pic- photo of him. Um, so I've heard Schiller was a pretty talented player as well, and then Engen. Uh, any neat, fun stories you want to share with us about some of those old school guys from the Y? There are a few of us that like to, you know, we're all married and stuff, a lot of us anyhow. <clears throat> We'd go out afterwards and have a few drinks, which was always fun with the guys. Yeah. And, uh, all in all, I didn't socialize too much with them. You know, I'm married and, yeah, I must have had a son by that time. 
my, yeah. uh, my favorite center city here. Yeah, well, that's what you said the other day when we were talking with Neil. I'm not, uh, <laughs> 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 I was doing fine up until now. Now I blew it right before Christmas, too. Your stocking's going to have a lot of coal in it. Oh, that's a, that's a laughing deal that we do all the time, right? Yeah. When you got a few kids, but um, the AAU was the uh, way that you became a member of the U.S. team, right? And so these teams were trying to collect the best players they could, and the Hollywood Y was the successful team for that whole mid to late 50s era. So they went to Europe and they played in the World Championships. They went to the Pan American Games and won that. Um, and Art was on a number of those teams, and that's when he garnered those um, All-American accolades for three years. There was that travel, but there was the challenge of having to deal with kids back home and a wife back home and going to a long trip in the European Championships and so forth. Uh, I think he'll tell you was... Um, not something that his wife was necessarily all that happy about. Oh, yeah. He was um, buying plenty of flowers and uh, making sure the dishes were fixed and uh, the grass the grass was cut when he got home. <laughs> Lots of box of chocolates, right, Art? No, my thing about uh, the house was when, as soon as I could make enough money, I said, I got to make more money because I don't want to mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I can relate. I didn't want to do the gardening. I hear ya. I uh, live at the beach. I didn't want to spend my weekends gardening. There you go. Now with the, um, I've always heard, were you overseas in Paris for the 56 World Championships? Yeah. Okay. Do you recall who traveled over there? Was Selznick on the team with you guys at yeah. that time? I'm believing he was. And he yes. made all world. So if you can remember anything about what made him a super talented player um and if there was any other players over there from any of the other countries that still resonate with you that you go wow these these guys are pretty good yeah i saw one guy from romania because hit with either hand i've never seen that in my life i went up to the guy after the match and i think they won it i don't recall but uh <clears throat> I'm talking to the guy who doesn't understand a word I said. I said, you're the greatest hitter I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never seen a guy that can hit with either hand very productively. Yeah, that's impressive. And then what about Gene? What uh, what made him special and look uh, make its way to the, to the all-world team in 56? Well, he was very gregarious, and he would go out and play just with all the other European players just screwing around. And so, you know, he uh, got to be very popular. And he certainly, you know, uh, was a great player. All right. Now, I've heard the stories about Harry Wilson as a coach, if you recall, in 64, the Olympics didn't go the way... uh, they had hoped basically it was a, a train wreck to put it mildly over there in Tokyo so and I know that there was a lot of issues with Gene and Lang and other people just not feeling that Harry picked the best team to go over there what do you remember about Harry as a coach good both the good and the bad uh, just the way you want to tell it here well you know he knew the game but he wasn't a great coach he had another uh, assistant uh, a guy named Doc Burroughs Sure. And you know that name? I do. Yeah, I've heard the name quite a bit from uh, <clears throat> Coach yeah, Gates. He, yeah, he he helped a lot. He he was, you know, more aware of what was really going on. Harry 
wasn't that great a coach. I, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, he had the players. That's what made it made the team. Right. And but Burroughs was more of uh, the guy that you could look to that knew what he was doing out there. Yeah, a little more so. He settled things down, you know. Nice. Any other fond memories about your uh, time playing indoors, uh, USVBA, with any of those players? What about O'Hara? I guys, I gotta ask about O'Hara. He's, uh, you know, one of the all-time legends on both the beach and in indoors, and then was quite the businessman, but maybe had some controversial things here and there. But what do you remember about him as an athlete and a person? Well, you know, uh, Mike didn't grow until he got out of high school. His brother, he had an older brother named Jim, uh-huh. who played at, played at Santa Barbara, basketball that is. <clears throat> and Mike didn't grow until he got into college. They had, he belonged to a, a fraternity called Delta Tau Delta, or the Delta as they call them. And they had a volleyball court in the backyard in the, in the fraternity house, and he spent a lot of time playing there. and you know, improved his game. But uh, his his real forte was outdoors. You know, he was, you know, he, Mike seemed to like float over the stands, that's all I could say. I mean, he was so, moved so gracefully. I've heard as much, I think they called him the jumping jack and uh, he could really, um, had a lot of sk- strong skill set and also that kind of mental fortitude where you'd have to kill him before he would uh, accept a loss. Yeah, so he was, I think he went out for basketball in Samo High or someplace like that. Okay. Yeah, he was a good guy. Mike was a good, very nice guy. Excellent. Now, in terms of uh, playing out on the beach, uh, Art, did you ever compete in any tournaments on the beach or was it more just uh for fun and did you ever make your way up to state uh to compete against you know bernie or gene or any of those top level players that were playing up there once your game got good we went up one year and played pretty well uh i don't remember exactly but i did do know we beat beat, uh manny signs and uh gene uh, that one year, you know, was, it was quite an upset. Was it uh, like did where you called the game, or was it during a tournament where you beat them in an earlier round? Yeah, it was in a. I think it was in a tournament. I don't recall, frankly. Well, that's a pretty neat uh, accomplishment to have. Who was your partner? Do you remember? Yeah, it's a guy that uh, was a former football player named Daryl Riggs. Okay, and. Uh, I just said, let me take every, let me take every serve. Almost and, like the mixed uh, game with the guy and yeah, the girl, right? You get yeah. over in the corner. <laughs> yeah, well, those were great days. Yeah, I can imagine. Manny Signs is a name that I want to find out more about. I heard he was a, a heck of a player. For example, he and Bernie used to go up and down the coast and play people for quarters and for apples and all those other sorts of things he was a shorter guy but just uh super yeah, talented yeah yeah what else do you remember about him personality wise uh well, g- game wise well, i didn't spend a lot of time with down at state now uh i'm gonna mention uh, a handful of names or places from the 50s okay. from when you were 
gallivanting around <laughs> in uh, the Santa Monica area, players and some of the fun places to go to around there. So um, we, we discussed Gene a bit. We discussed Bill Olson. Uh, anything you remember about uh, Bernie Holtzman uh, that can comes to mind in a sentence or two here or however long you want to run? Bernie, I never knew what he did. I mean, how he, he was a bachelor for the most of his life. Is, I understand he slept in his car half the time down at State Beach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you ever have any interaction with Mike Bright? Not a lot. He was a little younger than I. Okay. But, uh, you know, he was a fine player. And then didn't, what happened to him? I, he had a problem, right? Yeah, I believe he uh, went free diving and he oh, came yeah, up a little bit was, too yeah. quick and got the bends and uh, had some severe health issues. So, yeah, it was a sad story to someone who was a uh, phenomenal athlete and all-around waterman winning, uh, what, that yeah. Catalina to... Oh, yeah, he swam that goddamn. Yeah, won that thing all the time. I mean, that's just then he like then he'd come and play in the Manhattan Beach Open and stuff and win. It's like I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even get out of bed that day, let alone do both of them. You're so right. <laughs> Does uh, do you remember Davy Boardwell at all? Who the phenomenal yeah, track he was athlete? Just mm. up. He was a really nice young guy, very nice guy. One of the beach towns, I found. Yeah, and he was a phenomenal track athlete. Do you remember those all-comers events they used to have at the USC Coliseum? For uh... Yeah. So when I, I talked to Boardwell uh, before he passed away, and he told me as a uh, like 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old kid, his uncle used to enter Dave into those all-comers events at the uh, USC Coliseum and make bets. And uh, no one would think this smaller, you know, thinner kid like that, shorter kid would be able to run and long jump the way he did. And then he would just <laughs> annihilate everyone in the 200 in the long jump and they'd go, go home with a bunch of money. So about uh, Coach Al Skates, uh, what do you remember about him as a player? And then uh, early on, did you get any bead on him so to speak in terms of that you know this guy really has got a mind for the game and and uh, do you basically i'm giving you your opportunity to take full credit for predicting that he was going to have the immense success that he's having in life because of the things that the advice you paid him and then he ran with it <laughs> well he was a you know just a bright guy and a very good player what he wanted to do that was a good thing yeah, I think in the fact that he was left off that 64 team, Chuck Warren made it uh, while it might have been uh, a slight to Coach Skates, who deserved to be there. Uh, it made him um, focus his energies and efforts on coaching, and uh, the world got a, a Bill Belichick, Vince Lombardi-like uh, once-in-a-generation coach out of it. So sometimes from the ashes rises a phoenix, just like those sons of yours. <laughs> anything or anyone else you want to touch on here before we wrap up with a question or two art I enjoyed playing with the guys they were you know we had great setters walt schiller and engen were the setters and uh, o'hara myself and bill olson so you were just all about being efficient not being an uh an all warm-up team member no, not I, I wasn't. <laughs> I tried to hit the ceiling on a bounce. Sure. 
Now, looking back on your athletic career from UCLA to the USVBA, competing in the World Championships for volleyball, uh, to that win that uh, you and Riggs had against uh, Manny Sines and Gene Selznick in the early rounds of a tournament. What are you most proud of from your uh, athletic career, and how would you like to be remembered? There are a lot of good memories, but I don't have one that's, I think, more particular than another. I, if I was going to be remembered, as something I was a, a really steady player and a pretty smart player that's a lot as well well as i could put it wonderful and then uh finally what are you up to these days or what'd you do for a career uh so you could make money so you could avoid doing that gardening and lawn work because <laughs> i i think we'd all like that advice because none of us want to do it so you could spend more time with your sons and and at the beach enjoyed living on the west side where i always wanted to live by the beach and uh, the palisades was at that time you could buy a house for a reasonable amount of money right <laughs> and uh going to the beach on weekends with the boys was a lot of fun you know i had a wonderful wife uh she was a brilliant lady I, the only she made a, when she went, made a mistake was when she figured out she married me, but other than that... Uh, <laughs> Her only bad decision. <laughs> she, she wrote children's books. She, she was a great mom and uh, a very attractive lady. I was very fortunate. I've had a great life. I mean, uh, I grew up in a nice area and uh, playing basketball and volleyball. Or My life kind of uh, a little more interesting than a lot of other people. Absolutely. Uh, uh, a lot to my deceased, and uh, she was just a marvelous gal. You always, you know, rarely appreciate what you have when you have it. Mm-hmm. She's a great mother, and uh, the wrong voice, but uh, Art went on to uh, have a career in uh, at the insurance business, which was very successful. Mm-hmm. He also he also part he also partnered with. Um, some guys and started a savings and loan called Bellar Savings and Loan. That was a real successful enterprise. Three sons, as you know. Um, most notable athletic success with Neil, who uh, played for Rudy Sawar at San Diego State. Tom was a uh, was a played for Palisades High. I think they had the best uh, high school uh, volleyball team in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got grandchildren, all, a lot of whom played different high, different high school sports. And uh, two of my kids. Uh, Lauren and uh, Gigi both played college volleyball uh, as well. And then Art's um, wife, Corey, has children that uh, played volleyball very successfully on the beach and um, also indoors. And now uh, she's got some grandchildren that may, may end up doing the same thing as well. They're just so, entering so my understanding is at one point you're um, Art remarried. Um, with to Corey, and then um, Corey uh, was any relation to Kevin Martin, who I recall from playing on the beach uh, yep, back Kevin in is my day in the nineties. Kevin of yep, Kmart, fine, fine <laughs> volleyball player, uh, very uh, known on the beach. And then her son David also played in college. Nice. Played Pepperdine, and I think at Cal um, as well. And so it's been fun for us to get to know those guys who are a little younger than our sons. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, have all of that volleyball connection and there's particularly with neil there's a a real big circuit of um 
overlap with people that we know from uh, from volleyball. Sure. Wonderful. Well, that's some good stuff. Hey, well, Art, I want to tell you, I I had heard your name from a handful of people. I had asked uh, Ron Lang uh, a bit about you. I talked to Ron Von Hagen, talked to the legend Skates, LS, as I like to call him, uh, L Skates. It was, it, it's really neat for me to be able to catch up with you. I really love the history of this sport, and I know that uh, guys like you who are a part of it are, like as we like to say, uh, an encyclopedia of things, and when you guys are no longer here, that history goes away with it. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time today with the help of those year three rotating whoever's the favorite sons <laughs> to help uh, fill in some of that history. And I commend you on a successful career and uh, both anyone that could play basketball at UCLA for Coach Wooden and then become a USVBA three-time All-American uh, is uh, pretty impressive with me. And then the success that you went on to have in life with the insurance business and the, the financial stuff, uh, and then raising three fine sons. So I uh, commend you, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. This was a lot of fun, I got to say. I, I love my – I never liked history until it became involved around volleyball. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was very fortunate. I had, had two wonderful women in my life. I enjoyed talking to you, and appreciate your time. Yeah, this is great. And I'll see you uh, – at the bottom of the incline. Make sure those co-eds are down there tomorrow, 9 a.m. Uh, we got winners. You, you follow me here? Yeah, I'm with you. All right, and then we're going to work our way up and get signs and cells next. So let's be ready to roll tomorrow. All right, pal. Nice <laughs> talking to you. All right, Art. You have a, a fine Sunday. You take care, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. This concludes our podcast interview with Art Elper. I have to say this was a pleasure to be able to do with someone like Art that played basketball for John Wooden, also competed on the Hollywood YMCA team back in that early time period in the 50s and gave some great perspective on the history of the sport. Also, a big thanks to Jay and Sally Hanseth for getting me in contact with uh, Neil Elper and Dean Elper um, so that I could do this interview with uh, Art and um, can't put into perspective enough how important it is to capture the history from some of these guys uh, as every time they move on from us, we lose an entire encyclopedia on the history of the sport. So this was a real pleasure for me. Thanks so much. Also, I want to give credit to our musicians that we use for our podcast. Opening track is from the band Sponge, and it's called Rainin' off the album Rotting Pinata. And the closing track is from the band Magna Carta Cartel. The song title is That It's Already Too Late off the album Good Morning Restrained. Thanks for listening. Catch up soon. Bye-bye.